This is a HeadGum Podcast. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Yeah, so I once heard a story about a girl named Lucky. (laughs) (laughs) And when Brittany is in the studio, allegedly, she has two signals. If she tells her bodyguard that she needs to use the restroom, that means she's never coming back. Okay. Once she leaves, she's gone. And wait, it's actually the one signal. And the response of the producer is to then take the consonants and vowels that were recorded and assemble them into the lyrics. Stop this. That could be a fairy tale. Not fairy tale. That's so much work. Tragedy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's more of a tragedy. Um, however... She's getting paid. Yes. Sometimes I did this one bit where I needed to use her. It was her acapella. And I heard so many things I've never heard before. And like in, I think, uh, Slave for You or Toxic or something like that. But like there's. Oh. Have you ever heard these? No, but where the probably sound pops or are you talking about a produced file where it's supposed to be smooth and glossy or her live shows? A produced file. Got it. But it's just like the the things that you would never hear. It's like stems behind stems. And it's her just going like. (sighs) (laughs) Just panting a bit. That sounded just like her. Thank you so much. I've been working on my Britney impression for quite some time. Wait, I have one more question. Yep. Why were you using those files? (laughs) I did a bit for World of Dance years ago. Mm. And it was like I faked out that I was, I had uh, Blake McGrath choreograph like a girly piece for me. And so I started with that and then did a fake out to where I used Britney Spears' samples and it being like, the one where she's like, it just feels good. Like, What was it? (laughs) <laughs> Don't make me do it again. <laughs> it just feels good. You had to. I really had to. Um, but it was really, it was funny and it's fun to make and edit. I like edited it on Premiere and then performed it the next day. It was wow, crazy. That's wild. Yeah. Also, girly pieces are a beast of their own. Oh, yeah. It's not a podcast about heels, although it should be. It's a tangential advice podcast that we're going to do our best. The person you've been hearing has also been me, but also been Allison Stoner. <laughs> Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> Welcome to my podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. You, We met in the hotel lobby. <laughs> Did you know that? As long as we clarified that it wasn't the room. <laughs> <laughs> that was part two. We, I, Amanda introduced us because she said that we would in, 
we would appreciate each other's diction, I think. Yes. Or her vocabulary And or I believe like the that. first conversation included nebulous or yeah. esoteric. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds like us. Mm-hmm. I'm so very excited. I love everything you're doing, and I want to get so deep into it, but at first, we have to learn a little bit more about you. Okay. Okay, so we're going to start with a game called Bursts of Firsts. Okay, first thing you need to learn about me is my anxiety. Okay, you can take it slow. Okay, great. <laughs> No timers necessary. No timers necessary. It's one round of maybe rapid fire, maybe slow and down. Yep. Everything. Slow burn. Slow burn. Allison. <laughs> slow burn of firsts. I want to be thoughtful and contemplative. And that's so you. It that's is. That's so on brand. <laughs> maybe I should find like some really like chimey music <gasps> instead of the music that I normally use. Can we be like meditative? Oh, for sure. Great. Let me just. The um, fact that I prefaced meditative with like is. <laughs> Okay, we might need to cut a a little bit of this buffering time for me to find... I'll clear my throat then, (laughs) while we have a moment. And you know what? I didn't do my vocal warm-ups. I love that you clearing your throat, it still looks like you were like sipping high tea. Like your your hand was like in this perfect position. We British in here. (laughs) I got the dog on my right, and he ain't even mine. <laughs> That's my favorite song. Okay, I'm just going to type in meditation in this royalty-free Japanese spa. <laughs> that sounds good, right? Or non-rhythmic drone sorrow. <laughs> sorrow is not the vibe we're going for. Okay, non-rhythmic drones tension. Oh, maybe for the right story moment. Is this a vibe or... It's a vibe. It's, it's not, not the, the vibe. vibe. <laughs> okay, Japanese spot is. Yeah, take us away. A little too uh, guitar heavy. <laughs> is that? Hate that. Maybe we. This should be a playlisting podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Of us just saying. Would you rather Japanese spa tension or Japanese spa sorrow? <laughs> Always sorrow. I default sorrow. This Are is you melancholic? Nice. I, I mean, I'm super empathetic in a way that I can be anything. Wow. It's Oh my God, I want to talk about something. Let's talk about it. Get rid of that music. <laughs> I need to be able to hear you and feel yes. you. Before we jump into any game, this I did something yesterday, which is I was like going to meditate because I had 20 extra minutes. What? I love where this is going. Okay, I know. I feel like I'm just going to like fuck the format and just yeah. talk, which is yeah. great. Word vomit. Word vomit. Here it goes. So have you ever made up your own meditation or like made up your own mental game? Yes. Okay. So yesterday I got to dinner 20 minutes early and I found this song that was so beautiful. It was a cover of something. It was in a playlist called Indie Covers on Spotify. Mm-hmm. It's the best. And it had like... Uh, let me see if you can find it because every other, every four counts, the beat would like, it would just be like, shroom, two, three, four, shroom. And on every new fourth count, I would think of a new memory. And the whole wow. thing, I was like, let me do it for gratitude. So I was like, for every time, like every half of an eight count, I would mm-hmm. think fully as much as I could about one thing that made me feel alive. Mm-hmm. And then I was getting worried that I couldn't think of more. I was like, oh no, what if on this next beat, I can't think of another one. Mm-hmm. But then like your brain jumps to it. It's kind of like a weird improv mm-hmm. exercise. Yeah. And it just kept on happening. And, and it would take me into directions I didn't even remember. 
remember. But like that deep down in my subconscious, like this was momentous enough to remember and Mm -hmm. to recall so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Like that word association. And instead of playing to the top of your intelligence with an improv game, it's the top of your intuition. Yes. Yeah. Like whenever you felt the most. And Mm -hmm. then I remember by the end of it, because I just, I don't know how much you cry or how much you like to cry. Let's go here. (laughs) But like for me, it's almost like, yes, on the hour, every hour. Like it feels like for me being like super like an empath, Mm -hmm. it feels like I need to schedule my cries or else I can't Mm -hmm. live. Yes. Like I have to get it out. I have to cleanse. I feel so much better after Mm -hmm. crying. I remember dating a guy and I was like, I have to go because I have to go cry. And he was like, did I do something wrong? And like, he didn't not do something (laughs) wrong, but it wasn't for him. It was so much more like, I have to cry and I don't really know why. Mm -hmm. I just know that I need to do it. So like, I'm going to find my materials. I'm going to watch This Is Us. I'm going to get to where I need to go Mm -hmm. so that I can just like, release and almost ritualize it. I try in the mornings to give myself space to write, uh, meditate and read and sort of follow that impulse of the topic that seems most um, appealing at the moment or the kind of release that I've needed, but have been so busy, I haven't really um, allowed myself to take. And then it brings you back to that equilibrium Mm -hmm. and you're able to approach the day with a little more clarity. Yeah, I feel. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, stuffing things down, like what has that ever gotten us? N- truly Except for nothing. Except a lodge a waistline. Yeah, huh? no. It's the worst. <laughs> what uh, what have you done in terms of uh, like making up your own mental game or making mm. up your own meditations? Yeah, I absolutely love your idea um, of gratitude on the four count. Yeah. Four count gratitude. <laughs> four count gratitude. <gasps> That's beautiful. That's a fun one. I'm going to play the song after this so you can hear it. For branding. Yes, of course. Yeah. You get all of it. No, I, I give only you need five. You can, <laughs> you can make five. the content. You can distribute it. But I have a little bit of the IP. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, great. We're, we're clear. Um, let's see. I've actually been dabbling with... Muji. Are you familiar with Muji? No, please tell me. M-O-O-J-I. So his teachings are actually about going beyond concept, going beyond mind and entering that space of true witness. So it's, it's, um, he'll, he'll talk about how even our words, our concepts, they all try to create form Mm. out of what is inherently formless. How can we return to allowing ourselves to be formless, to, you know, go back to the beginning or the source or whatever your, um, sort of, uh, vocabulary, um, warrants. Um, but I have been, allowing myself to step beyond self. Mm. And that is, I mean, it's beyond words. It truly is like um, the reset that you didn't even know was possible. Um, And then it also allows me to become really health, healthfully non-attached to everything and everyone in life. So whether it's a good day or a bad day, Mm -hmm. things begin to just appear and flow through me and not flow to me and then like get stuck inside my body. Yeah. Um, so that, that's been where my meditations, um, are leaning right now. Um, because it's, I'm that person who's like, if you bring the cosmos into it, if you bring anything that's scientific and beyond my current 
capacity, I'm like, let's expand, challenge me, you mm-hmm. know? But of course, the irony is Muji's like, D- this is not a challenge. Like, yeah, yeah, allow, yeah. allow, allow, yield, embrace, just be. Yeah. But for me, that's obviously like being super cognitively. Um, right. Yeah. That's I, so difficult. How yeah. do you even, what's like the first step in, in getting into that direction? <sighs> you better YouTube search that <laughs> Muji meditation. Like, when you said Muji, I was like, it just sounds like a, a Japanese, like a uh, little luggage brand. No. <laughs> like, you know, what, there's one that's, that's like that. Mochi. Is that, no, that's the yum yums. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But there's something like, is it, oh, Huji is the camera app. Have you ever used that? And then no, <laughs> that's a good one. H U J I. It's like okay. all my Insta stories. Oh, yeah. You have an app for your stories. It's a lot, and I realize I shouldn't have it. No, now no, that no. I just said. Wait, remove the shouldn't for a second. You're right. And Don't let shit me on ask: yourself. Do you enjoy it? Oh, I love it. Then why not express yourself? Yeah, through a filter. Well, it's the best filter. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> it's just like it looks like a camera. Like it like it's like a film camera, but it really it contrasts it and it adds like a lot of orange in there. It just okay. makes everything look better. Do you f- like what how do you feel when you watch it? Does it mm. take on a like a nostalgic cinematic? I it would quality? be more in a, uh, cinematic than nostalgic, mm. but I think it just looks like funky. Mm. It kind of like blurs the outsides too. Okay. It's a fun time. Does it feel like your insides? <gasps> yes. All of my insides feel blurred on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Then I you would... found your filter. Aww. Let's play a game called find your filter. Find your filter. Here's that song. I want to play it for you okay. a little bit. So you can every fourth beat. Ready? <laughs> You'll hear it when it's like because it has it like whoop in it. This part. Wow. That's nice. You just it's called Youth by Hoax. H-A-U-X. Mm. And it's it's so nice, especially this instrumental part. It's like every every four counts, think of a new thing that you're like glad has happened to you. Wow. And by the end of it, I was like bawling tears. Also, you know, um, what is it called when you're pumping a tire and you have like that meter? <laughs> You know, like, oh, right, right, right. You know, (laughs) the gauge, tire pressure gauge. Sure. Mm. That sounds about right. I haven't ridden a bike in decades. I'm surprised I pulled that one out of my (laughs) memory. (laughs) But you know, when you're, you're pumping it, it's going pretty fast until it starts to get fully pumped and then it slows down and it's Mm kind of like, we're full. So that's how it was going through. I started chronologically at first. I was like, or I was starting with gratitude. And then I was like, how fun would it be if I started from like the first memory I ever had? It started to be crazy. And I was like, oh, I didn't remember a lot from when I was really young. But then... It, the tire gauge uh, pressure thing would like go quickly and then it would stop at something that I didn't know I needed to pay more attention to. Wow. So like my first boyfriend, like the pain that was coming through like my 15 to 19 year old self, all the trauma, all the the stories I made about myself, how I wasn't good enough because like what he cheated on me, he broke up with me, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, I didn't realize I was still hurting from this. Wow. Yeah. And like I played the victim story so much with with my like parents divorce. But then I was like, oh. A lot of it's not the divorce. A lot of it is my first love, like not being returned to me. Mm. And so the tire gauge was stopped and it was like, okay, spend some time here. 
It and was, breathe gratitude into it. Right. And just go, what did wow. you learn? This was still feeling. But mm-hmm. at the end of it, good, bad, or otherwise, it was still feeling. And that's the that's all that matters in like this flesh world. Mm-hmm. You know, like whatever happens before and after we die, whatever happens in alternate universes, right now, all we can control is our feelings. We're in the first seven minutes of this <laughs> podcast, by the way, and you just said alternate universes. I am so down. Welcome to Just a Tip. Um, I have a question for you. Yeah. And I don't mean to turn this into a therapy session. Oh, I would love to. Great. Let's do it. I missed last week. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, have you noticed now that you are aware of um, that memory in a new way, did that have implications for how you reacted to other relationships thereafter? I'm sure. I, I definitely think it stemmed from my past hurt. I feel mm-hmm. like, I mean, you. this is in like every self-help book, but you can lead from hurt or from heart mm-hmm. or like lead from love or fear. Mm-hmm. And I think I've been living in fear for almost my entire life because like, I was really shy as a kid. And then when I started dancing, I kind of like opened up. Mm -hmm. And then I just got like right when I opened up, I got so hurt. And it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, when you open up, you are risking getting much more hurt. It's like almost like falling in love or developing a relationship is climbing a mountain. And at the very top of the mountain, the apex is like the pinnacle of love or it's, uh, you know, like the greatest feeling you could ever feel. It's Mm -hmm. the when you know, you know type of love. But the higher you go, the farther you can fall. So I feel like since I got so hurt when I was that young, I was like, oh, I'm never going to do that again. Mm -hmm. And then I've just been like coasting on these like smaller hills Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, making it to the top. Right. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And it's like, no risk, no reward. And so mm. I haven't really risked because mm. I have learned, I have, I've had that reward and I've had the fall from grace. Mm-hmm. And it's like, is it worth it? It it really depends on, on the person, on mm-hmm. your dynamic. And I think like in my past, dynamics maybe weren't right at the time, mm. or maybe the person wasn't right. It's It's hard to know. But then again, on the other side, it's like what was right is right for that time because you're, sure. you you attract what you need in that moment to learn whatever lesson or to like work on a specific concept that you haven't mastered yet. Mm-hmm. And then once you get through that, then you graduate to the next tier and then you get a bunch of new opportunities slash crises, different crises, just different things because you've now been on a different plane that you mm-hmm. haven't been before. Mm-hmm. So like life gets harder because you get stronger, you know? Interesting. Like our problems now were are so much harder than our problems when we were fifteen. Sure, but that's because we're so more much complicated. Yeah, more complex. Yes, this reminds me because you said it's tangential, right? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna take us Let's in a new direction. Seatbelt on. Yeah, here we go. Are you ready for Ken Wilbur? Okay. Do you know him? I don't. Okay, so he has. A concept I'm sure a lot of other uh, philosophers and, and scholars have also proffered this. It's uh, the concept of transcend and include. So things become increasingly complex, right, in, in the natural order of the mm. universe. Like we are becoming more and more aware just through consciousness alone, like just how layered and multidimensional reality is and, and whatnot. Um, but in so doing, we can't neglect the earlier uh, forms of ourselves. Just like when you learn how to walk, you haven't forgotten how to crawl. Mm-hmm. You're just you've just now transcended, but you transcend and include. So there's the opposite pairing as well, and I'm going to forget one of them, but uh, 
one component is uh, dissolution or sort of letting go of that which will not serve the next uh, level. So when you were speaking, I was hearing, okay, you're continuing to mature and transcend and you're able to include Mm. that which brings you closer to wholeness and will help you navigate, you know, lessons from here on out. But then you're also able to sort of transform um, whatever needed healing or uh, to be let go of, yeah, um, disposed of so that you can uh, ascend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't want to get too geeky. I mean, yeah. please. I, this is my favorite thing. I, I, it's my favorite thing you're talking about. I feel like I sometimes struggle with that part of letting go, though, mm. because through that meditation, I would see it from the other person's perspective, like, like I put myself in other people's shoes so much being Oof, an empath that like relatable. I feel so much yep. and it's like so exhausting. But mm-hmm. it's really great because it, you're I feel like it's like we're hyper aware of other people's yeah. everything and like we take on their energy. And so if someone mm-hmm. is having a bad day, like I'm going to do my best to make them feel better, but I'm going to also feel their sorrow mm-hmm. and I'm going to carry it with them. Well, why, well, why <sighs> do you feel like you have to... M- change their state of being what if they're learning a lesson in in that space yeah it's hard to know if people like where people are at with that because maybe some people want to stay kind of in that realm it might be a really important part of their process I'm just thinking if if I were to keep bringing you joy Mm. and then you had a lesson to learn about grieving then I would actually be contaminating your process or limiting your growth Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. And I've never really thought about that ever. Well, that rem- that's, I guess, I'm thinking of my family dynamic. It was very codependent. And mm-hmm. so it was like, how can I reach out and fill fill your emotional void for you? But I was limiting mm-hmm. their um, development as well as like, it's a false, that's for me in my situation, it was a false version of love and caring because it was operating from neediness on both sides as opposed to wholeness and then that like you know extension of an overflowing cup yeah yeah I wonder if everyone thought that way I think it would (laughs) the world would be a better place well I think maybe we'd allow people to be where they are and we'd learn how to hold space better yeah in every um emotional uh, nuance as opposed to thinking that life is just about the pursuit of happiness. Right. Let's just keep going on tangents. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) This is so nice. I've never been able to just flow stream of consciousness. No, me neither. This is, I'm having a blast. (laughs) Great, same. Um, (laughs) But that's something I've never understood. And it could be a little bit of my church background that was like, you know, don't pursue happiness. It's fleeting. It's Mm. momentary. Um, But culture and society, like that's everyone's credo sometimes seems like it's, you know, I just want to be happy. I just want to be happy. And in my head, I'm thinking, wait, 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 wait. The most beautiful and meaningful times in my life have included far more emotions than just happiness. Yeah. And of course, yeah, if you don't know, you know, can't know light without the dark, blah, blah, blah. There's that side. But, you know, why do we really believe that purpose is just happy or is it again, I return to the word wholeness, the full, all embracing, um, inclusive state of being where we're able to tap into all of it, acknowledge all of it and accept all of it Mm -hmm. and not judge it or condemn it. Yeah. 
that's the tough part that I've, I mean, like being in therapy has been such a lifesaver. I mean, like truly, that's what it's for to save lives. Yeah. But like the, the holding space piece that you mentioned, like took me forever to realize, especially, you know, when you have different groups of friends and if somebody is, say that you have a friend named Sally and like, she's a know-it-all and she doesn't like to be told what to do or like any advice. But like when she comes to you with a problem, you can't say anything aside from hold space from her. Like Mm. having friends like that has taught me just to Mm. like, not you, there's an opportunity for you to be there for someone with out giving advice. Yeah. And that's the holding space part that yeah. took me forever to learn. And it's so important. Yeah. Because that that offers them space for them to learn whatever they're going through. Yeah. Versus yeah, you connect band-aids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think of even like when we're, I was going to say when we're taking dance classes, but that's been um, <laughs> years. <laughs> the Oops. last class we took together was a breathwork class. Do you remember? <gasps> yeah. Wait, where I think was, it was that a, at the years den? Ago. Uh, I I think so. There was a guy there in the front, and he had like a big palm leaf. Wait, did we do? We did. We this. did a breathwork class. It might be time for another one. <laughs> I, you know, I I would love to because I think I'm in a, a much better space to understand that now. Like mm. working so much with breath in therapy and uh, <gasps> like mm. meditating so much. Yeah, I don't think I could have gotten there. And and you were with a, another another friend, and you guys were like beaming at the end. And you're like, this was incredible. Yes. I felt this and this and this. And I was like, it's so funny if my therapist heard me right now, she'd be like, this is so you. Cause I'm like, I wish I would have felt what you of, felt. Of course. I yeah. wish I did better in this. No, thing. totally. Yeah. I get it. I yeah. get it. I, and okay. So one step backward, if we were in a dance class, mm-hmm. sometimes when I'm learning choreography and, uh, I'm watching the rest of the class go to the next move. If I don't ever pause and figure out how to connect those two phrases, then mm. I will always have that hiccup and I will have to look around in class oh. forever to, to figure out what the next move is. Yeah. So taking that time, I'm going one step further back now even, um, to allow someone to pause and connect dots for themselves mm. so that they don't have to rely on whoever is in front of them to do it for them, Yeah. I think is a really beautiful um, benefit of holding space. See how we found our way back home there? I mean, you did all of it. You did all of the show your work and I was just marveling at you. <laughs> um, but I, I do think it's time for us to take another class. That would be so fun. Yeah. Non-performance driven just for the experience. Yeah. Because also like on any given day, you're going to be able to connect to your breath better or worse or whatever. There's just, ugh. Judging it is such a waste of time. That's th- judging everything. Yeah. That's another thing that I learned in therapy is the whole sentences. The whole podcast is me just going to start sentences. What I learned in therapy. Love it. Uh, is like when, when she was like, how do you feel? I'm like, bad. She's like, that's not an emotion. Mm. What's the emotion behind bad? And I'm mm. like, embarrassed and it's like here we go now we're starting to like unlock things yeah because like we're so quick to say I feel good I feel bad it's like that doesn't this is just window dressing to what's actually going on right and sorry go ahead no it's like just like let's get down to what's the note behind the note yeah what's the actual source of how you're feeling and that's where the work starts yeah does she have you um relate it to sensation in your body as well yeah wait wait somatic oh is that what it's called I was gonna say it's called here and now I don't know what it's so I think that's what she calls it there are so many I mean there are so many methods and techniques my my therapist had 
such a difficult time. Um, but she was so patient with me, <laughs> um, helping me just reground and get into my body. Because I was, have we talked about this? I was diagnosed with alexithymia. I'm not sure if we have. Okay, so alexithymia is the inability to literally feel what's happening in your body. Whoa. Emotionally, sensationally. So I was an actress who couldn't feel. And that was very hard to reconcile. And it, you know, it's funny to say out loud at first and ironic, but then I also felt like a fraud because I was trying to recreate these scenes with, chills all over my with body. meaning, but I felt like, you know, I don't know, I, something had hijacked my, I was completely numb. I was incapable of naming. And a lot of that for me stemmed from previous trauma of just like, that was my safe zone, yeah. turn off and, and, and numb out. But, um, but over many years, uh, my therapist helped me start naming, you know, the simplest of uh, mm. the happiness, uh, and, and sorry, happiness was actually the last to come. That was the scariest emotion for me to feel. Yeah. Um, cause it was the, you know, the idea that it might be ripped away or that it was fraudulent or that I was now vulnerable. I couldn't tell you how many times as a young person, Having worked in an environment where I was rapidly adultified, mm. um, I didn't want people to see me being happy because they might associate that with youthfulness and, wow. then, and therefore inadequacy, immaturity, vulnerability. Um, and so, yeah, happiness was like, oof. Wow. And maybe that's why I was so intent on on defining my purpose in life to be more than that because it was like the last thing for me to even be able to grasp. Right. But I still found, you know, great meaning in all of the different chapters of life. Wow. Yeah. How did you, when it, when you were learning how to name these feelings, how, like how, truly how, like how would you be <laughs> able to know what it was if you did, had never felt it? Or or right. did you feel it in, in youth and then as you grew up and kind of like gained these traumas, then you like shipped them away? Yeah, I, I think that's some of it returning to early uh, memories. But for me, it was really, really uncomfortable and difficult. I mean, we're talking years. I spent, you know, hours with her every week just sitting there and every time I wanted to answer my logic kicked on because I would know you know mm -hmm. rationally speaking of course this is what I'm feeling right my you know I feel that there's some kind of tension in my body well obviously I'm nervous and she would go but do you feel it and then I would want to cry yeah. you know but I also didn't want her to see me cry and that's supposed to be the safest space to you know be vulnerable and it was a tug of war I mean for years and finally I started doing some of these exercises on my own in my in my own room and I think by allowing myself to take 45 minutes just to say I think my chest feels compressed yeah. or I think my, um, my teeth are clenched. I just noticed it took me an hour, yeah. but I just noticed my teeth are clenched. Um, and then, you know, being able to start even going online and, and, and looking at like associations. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If this is happening, what does that mean? What does that mean? And then putting it together, like I was learning a new language. Right. And, and it was so, um, embarrassed, so humiliating because I was so capable and competent in other areas of my life. Yeah. I just never wanted people to know that I couldn't even tell them, you know, I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling joyful. I'm feeling afraid. Yeah. I'm feeling uh, insecure. Um, 
And, and, and also, yeah, not even being able to recognize when people would say, you know, you're shaking right now. And I would have to look at my hands to notice that I was shaking. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a strange, completely out of body, literally. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. I could not even imagine. Yeah. So how long did you kind of have to learn that new vocabulary of how you're feeling and how your body is reacting to I'm where... I'm still learning. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still very much learning. Um, one thing that did crack me open was when I found myself attracted to a woman. I felt it viscerally more <gasps> than I had with anyone else. Oh, my God. And that freaked me out. And that was absolutely, again, coming from the church, it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, this right. is not when my body is going to decide to turn on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. this can't happen. Um, oh, that's so powerful, though. But that's one of the reasons I knew I had to explore. And I'm not just saying on a relational or romantic level with her, but inwardly what's happening now that I feel alive for the first time. Yeah. And how is this dynamic with someone actually, I'm coming online. Like I'm, I'm awake right? Um, for the first time in so many ways. So, so that I think sort of cracked me open. And then over the last couple of years, it's been about allowing my my goals to not just be career oriented and that they have to be health oriented goals, yeah. lifestyle oriented goals. Otherwise, there's no reason for me to ever be in my body. But also I've now re uh, redirected the course of my career so that my success, so to speak, relies on me being healthy first, because I want to speak on these things that I myself am learning. I want to provide tools and resources. This morning, I had to message my team and say, I think I said yes to too many things. I apologize. I need to take these two specific items off my plate. And my body for the first time in many weeks was able to be like, okay, you're going to be able to handle this again. Yeah. But you went, you went too far and I'm very much like practice what I preach. I have no interest in trying to inspire someone to do something. I don't know myself. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that in itself has been a, a major paradigm shift to where, um, bringing everything I learned in therapy forward into my work yep. is a catalyst for better art as opposed to, well, here's what I do on the side privately to just maintain my sanity right. so that I can go back into the industry and, you know, fight the huge battles. Like, no, now it's all integrated. It's synthesized for the first time in my life. Right. And I yeah. think it's, I, you had just started, I don't know if maybe just, you can tell me how long you've been doing it, but, uh, you're, it's a web series, Right. That, yes. So, and, and you've got titles like four four ways to better your relationships, yeah, or like yeah. how to love yourself in seven minutes. Yeah. Tell tell me everything because I remember you posting on Instagram, and I was like, "This is perfect." It, I always get really excited when I feel like people have like unlatched their uh, throne. Yes. Uh. And it feels like I I feel that way about you. I feel that way about one of my other friends that does something kind of like vulnerable street art, and it's like, Ooh. Yeah, oh my god, you would love it. You oh. Oh my God. Okay. We'll, we'll connect offline because we should do this too. But yeah. I, I got so excited when I saw you post the first episode and yeah. I watched it through. I was in, um, I was in Singapore and I had jet lag and I saw it and I was like, I'm so happy for Aww. Allison because it's, 
it's everything that I know of you and it's everything that I also am going through mm. and want to hear and want to aspire to because like I mean I could never get rid of all of my stuff but like that's so cool that you have all the space to just like feel and have yeah. only like good things be in your life Tell mm. me more about, about the show. Yeah, it's yeah. so cool. So the show is called Alchemy because I'm Allison. And each episode has an analogy and a challenge and a finale. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I was so excited when I came up with it. I was like, really wow, cool. look at me combining, you know, commercialization with thoughtful, <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> provocative content. Um, so... Alchemy is about aligning all the parts of yourself and your life. It is about um, finding that wholeness, finding wellness and balance, but also expanding your awareness of what's happening on the planet um, and just just creating time to be reflective. So in an episode, I provide you at the end with a quote, um, just something to ponder so that you can journal or you can let it, you know, you can stew on it while you're driving or riding, you know, the train or bus to work. And um, I've always I've always been an inside out person. It's like I, I don't like to live outside in. I yeah. I want simplicity and clarity inside. And I know from there, everything will find its path and place. And I had never really brought that intellectual or even spiritual kind of soulful component into my content because everyone was obsessed with me dancing and singing yeah. and acting. And I was so afraid that I would lose the audience, um, which I, I have, you know, I'm, you'll find a new one and whatever, but I wasn't interested in doing that whole like huge pivot. Like some of my peers kind of go for shock value mm. um, and they try to, you know, prove that they're no longer who they once were, but they conveniently also have millions of dollars behind that yeah. rebrand. Right. Well, if I decided to reinvent myself, but I'm an independent creator, that means I'm starting from scratch. Right. And I don't have that kind of money to just toss my content in people's faces and say, you will like this. Let me just get this many impressions and then it'll click for you one day. Mm -hmm. So, um, so trusting that I myself was enough instead of the product of me was ooh, like, you know, daunting. Yeah. Um, but I reached a point in things happening in my personal life, um, that were quite tragic and yeah, you know, some betrayal and some, some really ugh, stuff that I'm putting into the book kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I, I asked myself like, like, at what expense am I willing to keep up an image, even though dancing is not false, you know, yeah. singing is not a false identity. Um, it's just a limited identity for me. Some people, when they go on stage, they go, this is the fullness of who I am. Right. And every time I got off stage, I would go, I really wish I could have just spoken directly to them during a workshop for an hour. Oh, like that would have been so much more in alignment with yeah. my deepest desire to connect and help people connect with themselves and other people and heal. Um, and so, you know, I, I took all this information and, and I, um, and I, I've had mentors my entire life and I just never spoke about the wisdom they've shared with me. And, and so I'm infusing all of that into these, you know, five to seven minute episodes. And it's that weekly dose of, of, healing, reflection, um, joy, uh, contemplation. And the response has been amazing. Yeah. I mean, 
I at VidCon this year, the first person I encountered, um, she came up to me and she said, I, because of something you posted, I've now taken, you know, I took it upon myself to lose like, you know, 80 or 90 pounds of excessive weight wow. and I've changed my lifestyle. And that's what I want to hear. I don't, it's really kind to hear that I'm a good dancer, but mm-hmm. that doesn't help you yeah. change your life. Yeah. I mean, it could be, maybe inspire you to do the same and by you being great and excellent, they can, that's valid, totally valid. Um, and still hearing someone else empower themselves mm-hmm. and not be more dependent on me, but actually more self-sufficient. That's the kind of result I'm looking for. Yeah. Cause if we have a generation of people who are competent and capable, they know how to resource themselves in a system that is not always fair and equitable. Um, then you're looking at creating your own opportunities. You're looking at changing the system inside out because the people themselves are coming in with different values. And, um, and that, that whole like grand scheme, um, underneath, I think is what drives me, um, to kind of now hope to raise the public consciousness. Um, cause I think people are aching for truth too and yeah. authenticity and, um, in our generation, especially like now that, and, and younger, now that we have social media, we're able to see just beyond the veil of this whole thing that's been keeping us mindlessly, you know, you know, watching the same, all of us watching the same one program on television. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, we're, we're getting past um, the story that everyone wanted us to buy. And there was a small group of people profiting off of it. And now it's like, I think, I think we're on the brink of you know, an ascension, transcending and including the previous, but then like letting go of some of this unhealthy, destructive stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that I love that that person said that to you because also Mm -hmm. like bringing it super full circle. It's like you're not doing the work for them and they're taking it upon themselves to do it. Mm -hmm. So it's, it makes me so happy because that's one step of not being codependent on ev- mm-hmm. everyone, I think, is just like, well, that's the other thing, too. Like, we're all here together. Like, there's a saying that's like, no man's an island. Mm-hmm. And you can't do it alone. No. But you can't Ugh. also have someone do it for you. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a beautiful balance. And I really was the lone wolf for most of my life. So, yeah, I think seeing the power of community and then bringing that into my my content, knowing First and foremost, everyone who follows me has information that I don't have, has Mm -hmm. something that they could teach the community. So how can we start having conversations in this community and pull from everyone's knowledge and vantage points? Like that's far more fascinating than just one leader um, pretending to know everything, at least to me. And then second, the strength in community means I just want to be an ally in your transformation. I I just want to help you um, in the way that I can. And when I can't, I would love to do enough research so that I can direct you maybe to some resources that might be more helpful for you. I don't need to be your guru. I don't need to be the expert. I am forever a student of life. Um, however, because I've chosen to make this my livelihood, I may have the privilege and platform to be able to spend more time relentlessly, you know, scrutinizing material and looking for tools that maybe you don't, if in your nine to five or in your taking care of multiple kids everyday lifestyle, you might not have the chance to 
spend the 10 hours I am now, uh, you know, <laughs> figuring out how to do um, <laughs> to, to, to find the answers, right. um, to get to therapy three times a week because you truly need it. So how can I kind of do some of the leg, the grunt work mm-hmm. and then bring forward the best nuggets and say, like, if five minutes is all you have, that's all you need right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so, so cool. I want to also talk a little bit more about mentorship, but right mm. after we take a quick break while Allison gives another piece of advice you can find at Just a Tip Podcast on Instagram, and we'll be right back. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And we're back. Here we go with all my questions about mentorship because I've been looking to find someone to Ooh. be a mentor, but how do you go about that? Whoa. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you know who you admire and would want to model your life or uh, perspective after? That's an interesting question because the last time that someone was like, you should get a mentor, it was about career. Mm. So I've never really thought about like a spiritual mentor or somebody that, Ooh. yeah, our lifelines align. I have a creator coach now who is specifically for career and for my needs it involves a lot of like time management sure. and prioritization more than like, what are my career goals? I'm like, I know what those are. How do I get there and do everything? And he's like, you don't. You say no. Um, anyways, so I have sort of that career leadership person. And then I have the spiritual mentor and leaders emerged when I started asking the questions I could not solve on my own. And for me, that stemmed from sexuality and reconciling, you know, scripture and, and what was happening in my life and blah, 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 blah. And so I actually went to the person I thought would be the most supportive at the time she admitted she was unable to answer. She sent me to her mentor. And it was finally like kind of getting to, you know, the wizard behind the curtain. Yeah. And 
Um, and so it was just by me asking questions. I, I feel you'll start to notice the people who are and are not equipped to at least guide you to the the books and the mm. um, conferences or places that you can go to start breaking into that community and you'll end up hearing similar names. You know, you eventually you'll hear one name repeated a few times and you'll go, who is that? Let me Google them. And then um, if you, if you want to, you can literally connect directly to them, um, send a direct message. Even if it's not like, will you be my mentor? It's like, how does one find someone in your you know, kind of environment or yeah. Um, but I like, I would be happy to also look through my Rolodex of people and connect you. Um, but if, if you're looking for a mentor and you're listening to this and you're like, how, how, do, how do you do that? I would say pursue the one problem you were born to understand mm. and, those questions will start illuminating the places um, people uh, with answers might might be. Yeah. Um, and trust that you do have all the answers within already. Um, and, and, and be like dare to kind of override your logic about the methodical, you know, process of step one, get mentor, step two, be enlightened and start just um, leaning into things that seem like they might in a roundabout way get you to where you're you're wanting to go. Yeah. Was any of that helpful? Absolutely. I want to ask on the flip side now, yeah. like what if someone, I wonder if, if people are listening, if, if anyone is coming to you to ask you for your guidance or mentorship, like what's that like? I, rem I have a, a couple of people that have been through like 12 step programs and mm -hmm. it's like one of the first steps is find a sponsor. Yeah. So in a lot of times the people that they want are either too busy or they just had, just had kids. So they can't really be there for that person or expensive. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I'm like, I wonder if you are kind of the, the person that's being sought out, how do you know that that is something that you can handle? Yeah, I, I cannot handle the the direct responsibility. I'm not qualified academically to treat or diagnose or cure anything. Um, I can listen at face value, feel um, what they're sharing, and then consider um, how much time I'm able to dedicate to f finding someone um, who I can recommend to them. Mm. So I think a lot of my job as being sort of the bridge between uh, someone who recognizes, I think I have a problem or an issue, sees an influencer or a public figure talking about it and then goes, well, you know, I really need an expert, but I guess, she, you know, she'll do as a starting point. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, I'm sure you get to like DMs that are like, hey, I'm dealing with depression. I'm dealing with anxiety. What do I do? What do I do? First of all, I'm going to try and honor that information and implement as many um, enriching takeaways into my content so that they can find some solutions there. But then I'm also going to 
make time in my calendar to seek out people I trust and can interact with on a personal level and then like verify um, when someone asks, where do I go? I can say, you can go to the LA LGBT Center because I've been there. I've spent time with with their counselors. Um, I know where the money's going and they have more. um, They can they can assist you even better than I can. Yeah. So. um, So starting to just see the village mentality, I think also takes some of the pressure off of you or me um, as individuals. Um, And, you know, a lot of times people in peril uh, or in like very desperate situations first are just looking for someone to to coexist, like to to share space. Um, I was reading something about the suicide hotline and how a lot of the people who answer are not, um, you know, psychologists or or whatever, but they actually maybe statistically and, and don't quote me, but um, they might actually have a better um, uh, uh, probability of helping the person on the other line than someone who's so clinically. Sure. Uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, yeah. Blah, 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 so clinically driven. Um, that they maybe like take out some of just the, like the feeling the, and the, yeah, the real the like gravitas of being a human of yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, don't underestimate yourself and your ability to offer someone support, but also it goes back to, again, the whole codependent thing that's like kind of, um, threaded throughout this conversation. Uh, I'm not, uh, it, it, it will serve no one for me to try to serve everyone. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. I'm about to. Okay. I'm about to remember that. All right. And add it to a quote card for my Instagram. <laughs> yes, which I love those. Those are so great. Those are Thanks. so smart too. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Love. They they serve a lot of purposes. I definitely. love them. I love the the kind of like wrap up question for journaling at the end of alchemy. I mm-hmm. really, it's so, How do you feel like you found your niche? Like you, you feel like you found it. I will say that I, I am starting to feel like I don't have to be 12 people every day. Like I'm starting to feel like the, the woman who walks into every room um, during the course of all the different meetings in a day is the same woman. Mm-hmm. And that, I, I mean, I've always prided myself on being chameleonic. I'm an actor. I can play whatever role you need. And in, I, I never had that intrinsic identity. Um, and now I, I do feel like there's, um, there's some sort of alignment happening. And, and as I'm trusting it, I'm saying no with more confidence and saying yes with more confidence and the opportunities. I mean, I've, I heard it told, you know, people told me this would happen, but I didn't understand it. And now I'm walking in it that the opportunities, the audience, the, um, you know, the things that come into your path will actually start reflecting that person and that goal, um, that you have, but you have to, you have to define your vision before the world understands it. Yeah. And you for a while will have to stand in that vision as awkward, clumsy, and, you know, um, unsure as you might be just deep in those roots because eventually people will, uh, adapt. But, you know, of course, when you meet someone and, 
and they're one way. And then five years later, you run into them again and they've changed. A part of you is disappointed because they're no longer who you wanted them to be or who they were the first time. But if you can allow someone to change and get get behind their evolution and their journey, that's far more intriguing to me. Um, And that's those are the kind of relationships I look for people who are not glued to one version of who I am, but are like, Mm -hmm. I'm here for the soul. The soul is learning a lesson. You're going to take on a lot of different forms outwardly, but just like stay, you know, stay in that lane um, of what your soul needs to learn. Um, And then also, you know, people who, who follow me who go, yeah, we know that you once were the girl from the Missy video, but we also know that you, you know, write music for an emotional intelligence development app. Like you're more than that. That's, you know, that is like, ooh, yeah. I, you know, that gives me a nice little buzz. <laughs> I, my sober self. <laughs> <laughs> That's the buzz. That's my I, juice. I love it. <laughs> I I think that like being there for someone in all the stages of their life is so fun. I had a, a boyfriend mm-hmm. I dated when I was like twenty, and we just recently connected after like six years of not talking. Wow. It is. It was so, and it's happened for like two boyfriends like recently, and it's so nice because we've taken so much time apart, mm-hmm. and we've done the full on like no contact. Don't like stalk their Instagrams. Right. They've gotten into relationships. I've been in my own, mm-hmm. and then coming back and being like wow, we are both different people now. And like, we can understand how awesome we are now. And it's so nice. And then like deep down, like every now and then they'll be just like intermittently just like, oh, that's kind of like you from six years ago. And that's really fun. But on top of that, like, is like the the same thing has been there, like omnipresently is you being like a really good person, you really Mm. caring. Mm. Or like, I remember I just recently connected with one of these men men now they You're were right. boys before oh, they're tiny little boys <laughs> but now I could say this guy's a man and that's yeah. a, incredible and I was like you you're so deep now and you're so different. But the thing that's still the same about you is you're so good hearted. And mm. he was like, the same about you. You've always been so overly thoughtful, not overly, but like yeah. his his main thing was heart. And, and my main thing was thoughtfulness. And it was like, that's so cool that no matter how many times we can change and evolve, yeah. the thing that still stays true to us is the thing that made us us then. And okay, you ready for this? Uh-huh. I don't even know where I'm going. <laughs> but... There may be something about finding your calling and purpose if you can look at the track record of your life and see what those core elements are. Maybe using that core as your launching pad for every endeavor because that Uh, is your... Yeah, that's your true kind of authentic expression, but also something that comes naturally that you can use to serve others, to contribute, to, uh, of course, find your own personal success if that's what you want. Um, But maybe there's something there about like, you know, if you're if you're looking for an answer, what you're you're meant to do in this life, go revisit the 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 track record of your relationships connections experiences and and find what that core element is that you had yeah that you know helped the situation or even even if it's a seemingly um like uh what do you call it um negative is such a broad word but um quality like mm-hmm. oh i'm i notice that i'm really stubborn or i notice that i'm really uh you know, high strung and and short tempered. Well, maybe there is something redeemable there that's actually 
a strength. Right. Like instead of stubbornness, maybe it's your steadfast nature. Yeah. And yeah. it's almost like reframing in a yeah, way totally. or just using it in as a power instead of a crutch. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you're stubborn, then, you know, if you bring that into like social activism, social totally. justice, then you're like, yeah, I'm not going to I will be relentless in defending this person who doesn't have a voice. Right. You know. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. That's a good uh, little journal exercise too, almost like the the different eras of your life mm-hmm. and then just put like a couple words that describe like how you felt, how you were. Yeah. If you're still in contact with these people, maybe asking them like, wow. give me one word to describe like how I was as a person in wow. this moment. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Because otherwise I wouldn't have, if he didn't tell me that I was thoughtful, I would, I mean, like, I know I'm thoughtful, but like, that's not the first thing I would think. Hmm. You'd be like open or like warm or like inviting. But how perfect then that you're doing a podcast that is full of thoughts. Mm -hmm. Full of thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you, when you look at the projects and dreams and goals that you have, is thoughtfulness um, a part of it? Absolutely. The uh, So this event that I, it, Almost five steps ago, when I was talking about the vulner- vulnerable street art, mm. there's a, uh, a in real life event called "We're Not Really Strangers," and basically, you go into this big room. It's like a penthouse in uh, in Hollywood, or it's different locations, and you everyone gets a little card with a number, and mm. then the strangers get paired into the same cards. And then you go through, uh, it's a card game, but it's basically like a vulnerable, like open-ended question card game to connect and kind of reevaluate what's going on in your life. So like the first level is perception, then connection, then uh, reflection. And the first question that me and my partner asked was, uh, what are what do my shoes tell you about me? So it starts what? really like easy. Yeah, and yeah. then in the, in the very end, it's like, what feeling do you miss? What can I help you with? Or something like that. Whoa. I love it. You would love Ooh. it. Yeah. <gasps> it's, I gave the card game to that my boy, my old boyfriend, who's now a man, and now we're friends. Yeah. And I was like, you would, I didn't realize he was deep. Like, I always knew he, like, felt a lot, but I never knew he was, like, really checking in himself mm-hmm. and, like, leaning into, like, the sentient nature of, like, being. Yeah. And so I was like, here, you would love this. I don't know if you played it yet. Uh, he was a little gun shy when I was like, let's play it now. He's like, well, I don't know if I'm ready now. Right, right, right. I was like, take it. You can, you can use these cards to also journal. It doesn't need to be a game. You can do it by yourself. I love this. Yeah. Who created this game? A girl named Corrine um, from the, from at We're Not Really Strangers. I'll give you, I I bought like a bunch of extra games to give people that yeah. I really thought would like them. So I'll give you one. Oh. I think you really like it. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So anyway, back to the thoughtfulness of it. Yeah. Um, Cause it's something that I don't really ever think about cause I, it's kind of inherent, which mm-hmm. is like now my favorite thing because I don't have to think about it yeah and she was like the shoe the outfit I was wearing was like so it's whatever I threw on but it all like kind of made sense and was curated and stuff and it was interesting to hear her say it looks like you put thought into everything and everything makes sense as like a a whole thing and then when the when my ex-boyfriend now man friend came over he was said the same thing about my house he was like everything's so intentional and I was like that makes sense wow that checks out what a strength yeah. too. It's so cool. What's your what's your one thing that you think has been rampant and consistent through every era of your life through the evolution of Allison? Curiosity. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And I learned that from my therapist uh, actually. She cuz I started meeting with her. I mean, I ha- I felt I think I was like 12 or 13. Maybe I was a little older, but it was very early on. And and in every story that I shared or everything that I said, she'd go, hmm, what if we would just be curious about that? 
hmm, oh, interesting. How curious. <laughs> and because it immediately, you know, removes judgment. Right. And it, and it allows room to just, like, exist in that and go, oh, that's interesting. Let's explore it um, instead of condemn it. And so I... I think curiosity and that desire to learn constantly um, is something that uh, I'm now like bringing into my projects um, because I'm forcing myself, even by making alchemy and, and my podcast complexity, I'm now you know, saying, okay, I've got to learn new things yes. so that I have new material to right. offer and not only learn at, at just, you know, first read, but internalize process, um, you know, tr- apply it and then talk about it and then give feedback, um, which I think is maybe what I saw missing from a lot of advice, uh, self-help-esque yeah. um, YouTube shows. It was like how many, yeah, the title says four ways you can have healthier relationships, Um, But I'm not just reading a Psychology Today article and regurgitating. I'm I'm, you know, bringing in uh, like information that spans Eastern and Western philosophy and yeah, um, but simplifying it, of course, like it's it's not about being um, unreachable. It's about just having more of a fuller bodied um, attack when you're trying to actually change your life instead of just, okay, I watched that video, but like nothing, there's nothing. I just watched it. Yeah. You know, like that's again, why I added the contemplation because I want people to, to find the joy in being curious about their own selves and lives and, and relationships. Yeah. I think it's so smart the way that you shoot it also feels really personal. Oh, cool. Compared to like someone that just like a talking head tripe on camera, mm-hmm. exactly regurgitating something that they've already heard. But it's like you also don't kind of dance with the jargon that's around in like new age philosophy yeah, and psychology. I try. And you do like a good job of like speaking directly to the viewer and like not using something that's so ostentatious that you can't like digest it right and then it it moves really nicely because of the camera movement and then ending with like a a question to contemplate it's so smart it's so well done thank you i like it a lot it does feel like an amalgam of my film background knowing like okay using a steady cam and having movement in a shot just First of all, it's a little bit more entertaining to watch and knowing like retention rate is yeah. a part of my job. Like, yeah, um, I, I need things to be visually and aesthetically pleasing so people want to see what I have to say. Um, but then also, yeah, finding those locations and, you know, I don't I my own space is very minimal. So it would be very um, unappealing to just have <laughs> a white wall and no furniture and nothing in the shot every time. So finding the location that feels like it matches the essence of of the topic um, is, yeah, it's just like looking at it holistically. It, it is, it's finally creatively um, energizing to make a show. And, you know, I was, I was in New York and then I was taking the train to DC and back to New York all in like, you know, an 18 hour period. And I was so eager to get on the train so that I could you know, open up my, fr- my friend's laptop. I don't have one of my own <laughs> and, and just write. write new episodes for alchemy like that is not how I Mm -hmm. (laughs) towards the end of auditioning and reading script after script after script and trying to you know bring to life someone else's writing like after 20 years I was like all right this is a load of garbage garbage Um, yeah but um but being able to write and then pause and google something and then be like let me 
let me find an interesting, creative way to explain this instead of just believe in yourself. It's like, how can we treat ourselves like a glass jar? And what would that, you know, cause us to discover if we were, you know, putting it in new terms? Um, That's like, that's where I think you'll, you'll find new solutions. You'll find new ideas when you go, okay, you know, how can we, how can we look at this in a, in a different way? I feel like I'm talking in circles, but here we are. No, that's such a good thing to remember. How can we look at this a different way? Almost everything. Everything. Truly everything. There's a, it's funny because I I Googled this because I thought it was so incredible. And then I heard that it was kind of restructured in a way to like feed the new age, not religion, but like just like the Mm. new age, like way of being. There's uh, apparently a Chinese character that for crisis, that means, oh, you know what? I'm going to mess this up fully. Okay. But basically imagine two Chinese characters, but together they mean a new word. Okay. Like a portmanteau for for the Chinese language. But when you break them apart, it's um, opportunity and danger. Oh, that's what crisis is. So the, there it is. Full circle, we got there. So what they say is the Chinese character for crisis is half of it is opportunity and half of it is danger. So you Mm. have like, um, you have a, an opportunity to, to to do something with that danger. Huh. And it was so, I read about it and they were like, that's not really what it is, but like, it would be so cool if it was. Right. Essentially it is if you kind of like strip away and like, it is that. And so I think it's so fun to say like, how else can I look at this? Right. If something bad happens to you, bad in your, in your like experience of it could just be good wrapped in like a different wrapping. Right. Totally. Yeah. And I think ultimately, of course, yes, you don't want to appropriate or exploit the original meaning and intention of a text or whatever. And so you always want to respect the, you know, the culture or the language associated and also both and not either or and (laughs) um, words ultimately are the meaning that we give them. So if you can, if, if your heart was searching for an answer that day and it appeared in that form and you can take that lesson, then both, both and um, honor, you know, the truth of what what the original writer was going for mm-hmm. and also take that lesson, even if it's a little bit like, ah, that's not even, you know, when some, some yeah. people go to a movie and they're like, oh, my God, that reminded me of and they name something completely separate. And you're like, that's what you got from that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, that's what was on my mind. That's what I'm sorting right now. Right. This just happened to be the canvas upon which I was able to see it, you know, in this mixed media and these elements uh, in this form um, with with fresh eyes. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah. This life is so cool if you <laughs> want it to be, you know? Because yeah. we could so easily be like, this is, a movie is a movie and this chair is this chair. And it's right. like, well, no, it could be so much more than that. It's a, it's how you take it in. It's how it affects you. It's what makes you feel, which, mm. wow, full circle at the very end was the four minute meditation yes. that I was talking about is all that there is in life is feeling and nothing else matters. Mm. And that whatever happens in between, like those moments that make you feel alive is just like your your transition to the next moment mm. where you remember that you're alive. And wow. that's when you're feeling the most good or bad or otherwise. Okay. Can I leave us with a five minute contemplation? Yes. <laughs> because you just mentioned 
pieces of furniture. And the first thing that came to mind was, have you ever traced back the journey of this table to back to the tree that it once was <sighs> and look at things on a cellular level and how many different forms and shapes they've taken um, so that it's not it's really not just a table. There's been life lived. There's been, you know, a living and dying and, and rebirth and reform in this table. And, and eventually it will either end up in a landfill or it'll be in a new person's place or just thinking even about the clothes you're wearing right now, trace that back to the person who was making them under what conditions were they making your, the clothing that you just bought for, you know, whatever expensive or cheap price. Right. Um, that is something definitely worth contemplating is the interconnectedness of everything and the many, you know, forms that cells kind of take on in this uh in this world. And that could even be super interesting if you wanted to make it a 10 minute meditation <laughs> to where when you go back to like the clothes you're, ma- you're wearing to the person that was making them into wait, the gratitude. <laughs> go, yes, for compassion Thanks. for yes. what those people were going through. Not yes. even like what their surroundings were or what like their time period was. Yeah. But like what were their hardships? Do they mm. have a good relationship with their daughter? Were, were uh. they, could they not have kids? Mm. What was that like with their relationship with their parents? Like yeah. what are their main stretches, their main stresses. One of my main favorite things to do when I go into like a really populated place is to go like a Grand Central Market Mm -hmm. down in LA, downtown LA. It's like one of my favorite places to go. Everyone here is worried about something, but you can't tell. Everyone here would love. I said this to a person that I was with and they're like, you should write it down. And I don't think I did, but it was like everyone here could cry uh, or smile the most that they ever have by just mentioning one person's name. Wow. And you didn't know who that person is. Wow. And they're just walking by, just pretending to be okay. Yeah, wow. Pretending not to miss this person. Wow. You know? Uh, okay, wait, can I do one more? <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm, I promise it's worth it. <laughs> okay. This, this has changed my life. This is a, a practice that I use almost every day now. It's called I Am That. And um, I learned it through Neil Donald Walsh during a Mind Valley uh course on becoming a highly evolved being, of course, because <laughs> you expect nothing less. Oh my God. Everyone knows me so well after this podcast. No, I feel same. seen and heard and vulnerable. Um, but but basically it, it is modeled after seeing the inter- interconnectedness of everything and every person. Um, and as you pass by, you know, spend the next street you're walking on, as you pass by people, you... You, you know, look at them and you say, I am you, I am you, yes. I am you, I am you. Yeah. And if nothing else, you'll start to identify the parts of yourself that really do already connect. Like, oh, I am that person running to catch the bus because I was five minutes late. Oh, I am that mom who's trying to quiet her daughter down. I am that man who's laughing and giggling because he looks like he just fell in love with someone. I am the person who's asking for money because they lost their home. I am, I am, I am, I am. You'll, it, it cultivates compassion, um, but you you just you just start to see you start to see how everything is one and the same and it i use it every day also you'll find that if it's easier for you to say i am to certain people and certain things than others for me it was easier for me to relate to people who seemed like they were struggling or in lack but then this beautiful model who looks just perfect walked down the street and i i went i am Mm, am I that beautiful mom? I don't know. And I went, Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. Cause if I'm one thing, then I'm all things. So, you know, how come I, 
how come I haven't yet explored that space within myself of just saying, oh, I am beautiful. Yeah, of course I'm a, you know, of course I'm a six foot five model repped by a Wilhelmina, you know, and have billboards everywhere. Um, So yeah, it's, it's definitely worth exploring. You learn so much, so much about yourself and others. That's the, the tire gauge exercise oh, okay, basically great. yeah like when the the same thing we we're talking about in the beginning of this wow. is right when it stops you're like oh let's explore this let's how else can we frame that how can we look at that yeah. oh this is something that I need to digest or that I haven't really you know accepted in myself uh, I mean the lesson in all of this is that. just have space to feel slow down so you can so you can process because there's so much to every moment I know. Yeah. I just want to keep on adding, but we truly can't anymore. This has been so fun. And I, we definitely. Same time next decade. Yes. <laughs> Where can people find you and watch Alchemy and everything, Allison? Yeah. So follow me on Instagram is probably the best for multiple daily posts. Um, self-love, inspiration, mental health. That's A-L-Y-S-O-N, stoner. You know how to spell it. Don't act like you don't. (laughs) Um, And then my YouTube. uh, If you just Google, or sorry, YouTube my name, you'll find my channel, The Real Allison Stoner. And my podcast, Simplexity, yeah. uh, will also be everywhere. It's launching this fall. And Yay! you'll have to come visit. Oh, my God. This will be the part to. two. Yes. I would do a part five, six, seven, infinity. This Eventually, like, we'll have to do something truly. together. This is, it's so much fun. You know, like a book club. Yeah. Or, yeah. I, I think it's so, so special. I'm so, like. I feel like everyone listening, it's like such a gift because I think there's a lot in this episode good, good. that is really helpful. Oh my God. I It was helpful for me. So thanks. Me too. I feel alive. <laughs> good. I'm also tired and could nap. But you know, that's when, that's when you know it really counts. Yeah. Well, let's all take a nap after this. If you guys have a sticky situation or burning concern, call us at 805-751-9071. I know we didn't get to a question this time, but that's okay because this is so much better. Can I, I'll answer it in like a story or I can send you an answer, a written answer for a post or something. Oh my God. We didn't even do the questions. It's okay. Here's one question for everyone listening. Okay. What piece of advice would you give your younger self? Oh, my word. You're going to ask me that right now? Yep. Uh-huh. <sighs> oh, good, and good, we'll good, end good. right after. I'll play the, the four-minute meditation song right after you Ooh, answer. Um, okay. So trust that the parts of yourself um, that uh, society and, and your, you know, school and and work environment are kind of trying to hide are precisely Mm. the qualities and gifts um, and components of your personality and your potential that will not only separate you um, in a a positive way, but also lead to um, innovative ideas that will affect the world because those are the things that are, um, you know, uh, uh, different from the current thing I was so so poorly articulated and so many words going on in my head but also I just want to hug her too I just want her to know she's she's okay and that I I love her um when I imagined my future self I think I I I just saw this really powerful powerful woman and I'm not sure I ever um pictured my future self as being compassionate toward my younger self so if she could know that I I really have a fondness for her, and I think she's awesome. That would be cool. Oh, my God. 
That's so sweet. <laughs> I want to hug younger you. Yeah, and you now. Same. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to go give a hug while you listening try the four minute meditation right now i'm just gonna yes. play this song and if you don't know every fourth count just like every time you hear a new sound try to think of a new memory that made you feel the most alive mm. all feeling here we go beautiful <laughs> that was not four minutes but if you want more of it it's called youth by h-a-u-x play that on repeat and live again your best parts of your life yeah cute thank you allison this Thanks. has been so wholesome <laughs> let's uh let's on connect brand. offline yeah sounds good bye see you that was a hit gum podcast <laughs>